0: welcome to the okc community podcast we are so glad you're here for more information about us please visit our website at okccommunitychurch.com amen well hi everybody what a great day so far we are so thankful for liam and uh man just a great time worshiping before i jump into today let me tell you about something happening next week i, I feel like i've been prompting next week every week but next week Scott's actually Scott's actually teaching for the first time at OKC Community, and we're very excited about that. And So if you really want to come next week? Here, here is Hart. Get to know him a little bit more. I think it's going to be awesome. So next Sunday, I'll be here. Uh, okay, let me begin with this. I have something here for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anybody know what this is? What is this from? This is a show called Yo Gabba Gabba that my uh, daughter Addie at three years old, was obsessed with. I think I have a picture. That's how tiny she was. This was that in that picture. (laughs) She was little. Uh, You can go to the next one. But this is a show called Yo Gabba Gabba. Anybody know this show? If you're a parent, kind of in my age range, you know the show. Uh, It's really a strange show. As a parent, you're watching it going. The creators and potentially the actors, maybe you know uh, how you say it. High as a kite. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" She was into it though. And uh, <laughs> here's the thing: there's this reality about parenthood. Um, it's cute when you're three when you're obsessed with a show like Yo Gabba Gabba. But it's also a good thing, and, and it's, it's it's a little sad, but not too sad when they outgrow Yeah, Yo Gabba Gabba. Are you with me? Like. It's okay to outgrow it. And you don't want your 10-year-old rocking the Yo Gabba Gabba shirt, you know, looking on Amazon for DJ Lance, Boombox, you know, anything like that. <laughs> Maybe that's a little too specific for some of you. But um, here's the thing. Our children, our children year to year, they, they outgrow things, right? They grow into new things. And not only when they grow, outgrow, they, it, it is a, a process of growing into new things as well. And as a church, this is the same process, right? We outgrow things, and we grow into new things. Uh, we're a church plant of six years old, and the things we did in the beginning, we, don't, we outgrew them, and we grew into new things. Uh, we're six years old. When we're 21 years old, we'll grow into new things. We'll outgrow juice at communion and grow into wine. You know, <laughs> things like that. We just grow up in church, right? And you guys are just praying for 21, I know. Um, it's just so legal. We we. We follow the law here. Um, <laughs> but we, we're an organism, right? We're a body of believers. We're a, we're a living, breathing sort of thing together. And just as you, as an individual, as a follower of Jesus, grow and mature and grow into new things, so do we as a church body. And, and with that in mind, I want to read a scripture um, out of Ephesians 4, uh, starting in verse 11. It's critical in our understanding of this journey that we have. In this growth process that we're all in. Verse number 11. So Christ Himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip. Everyone say equip? equip. To equip His people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity. Everyone say unity. unity. In the faith. Everyone say faith. Unity in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. Everyone say mature. mature. Now say it like you're really mature and say mature. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. This is really a phenomenal passage. That First of all, it ends with this idea of becoming mature to the fullness of Christ. Like, if you've ever wanted more of God, like what does the fullness of Jesus look like, right? That's like, how could I experience that? How can I actually grow into that? That's what this is all about. And this is actually a really critical passage sidebar to the whole um, understanding of the Christian church. If you're like in an academic setting, the, the-, the theological framework of our ecclesiology, right? Like this is our understanding of how the Christian church works especially in the area of growth, maturity, and discipleship. And so this, this is actually a really important passage of Scripture that Paul's teaching right here. And he actually says that there's some that are going to be called by Jesus himself to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers for the purpose not to get up and be everybody's favorite or anything like that, but for the purpose to equip the body for works of service. So why do we need to be equipped? Well, verse 14 kind of helps us. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature. Everyone say mature. Mature. Become the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. Christ. For him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Who is each part? Us, you and me, that we would grow into maturity to each part does its work in the body. Everybody wants, if we, we get the whole illustration that Paul uses a number of times, that the Christ, or the body of believers is—it's truly a body. That there's all these different body parts. That every body part's doing its job. I love this passage, and Paul is writing in here, and he says some obviously some significant things. And he says though that the church will equip you, The church will work together. And, it, and this is this is this puts the church, if you will, and those who are called in a little bit of a, a position of what of asking ourselves: How are we doing in the area of equipping the body? Right? We have to ask ourselves that question. And, and 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 that we would become mature together, attaining to the whole measure of Jesus. So we won't, this is this is another word, so we won't be obsessed with things like yoga gabba, gabba anymore, that we will grow into new things. Are you with me? So we won't be like infants who are tossed back and forth by the waves of the world. Now I don't know if you feel like an infant. I don't necessarily feel like an infant in my faith. Probably a lot of you don't feel like an infant in your faith, but when I read the scripture, I'm not offended, I go, yes. <laughs> I need that. You know what I mean? I'm not sitting here going, oh, I'm way beyond that. I'm sitting there going, I need more of that because I feel the pressure of being tossed back and forth in my faith at times. Tossed back and forth by the things that not only I think and believe, but the ways that I act. And this, if I can make a broad brush statement of the American church, (laughs) This verse is us, right? Like this is this is what happens day in and day out. Maybe not of every believer, but of the church in our city and our country. We are collectively being tossed back and forth by the waves of the world, and God is calling the church. He's calling some gifted people to do the work, of course, to faithfully and obedient, obediently equipped. And this is a this is a relationship. Those who feel called of course but then also a, a body of believers that comes together and says this is important to us we want to grow not just for the sake of knowledge not just for the sake of wanting to become you know a good christian but that that we can experience more of jesus the whole measure of jesus that's why we want it because we want more of god Amen. so today is our final week of this teaching series uh, revival starts within. And we've been exploring what it means to be a person who longs for more of God. How do we long for more of God? And we've talked about ways and rhythms that we believe every person as a follower of Jesus should really try and live into, whether that be Sabbathing or solituding or worshiping or serving or the other things that we've talked about. And then we've also just talked about the struggle in that, the walls that we hit and the challenges we face. And what do we do in those circumstances? And we just have said over and over again, when we have more of God in us, well, more of God, more of Jesus, more of the Holy Spirit will radiate out of us. We've said that over and over again because we want you to know that the purpose of more of God in us is not just for us, but it's for everyone. It's for what the world needs. And so today is I, I want to talk, if you will, I want to finish about sharing some things that I feel like God has been putting and leading us to do as a church um, and the near future and potentially long future when it comes to us maturing and growing into new things. In other words, we feel like believe is 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 calling us to grow into not only new things, but the things specifically that he's calling us to. So today's a bit of a talk about um, some vision oriented things, uh, things that we're excited to share. It's a bit of a message about what you and I can do next in this journey together as the church and as the body of believers. And so if you're new around here, even if this is your first time, this is a little bit of a different talk from this point forward about than what we typically would do on a Sunday, um, because we're gonna share a little bit more practically some things that we have going on and things that are coming up, and we want you to be aware of them and understand the vision and the things that God's calling us to in and around them. So I'll ask another question, if you will, to get us started. Uh, The question is, are you ready for more of God? And I I wrote that question down and I immediately thought of like the ring announcer, you know, are you ready to rumble? It's not in that heart. I'm not like, are you, let's pump up. Are you ready for more of God? And I do backflips across. That's not what we're talking (laughs) about here. It's more a real humble and gentle question. Are you ready for more of God in your life? Meaning, is your life truly like Considering what would change if more of God was poured into your heart and into your family and into your home and into this church and into this city. Are you ready? Are you even, is your mind considering like the implications of what that could mean? Because that question I've asked myself, but I've also asked for the sake of our church and are we ready as a church? We're praying for more. We're praying to see God pour out a spirit on our city. We're hoping for God to do some amazing. Are we even, what are we doing to really be ready for that? And, and here's the thing, though. It's sort of an impossible question. I like the question. And I sort of hate the question all at the same time. <laughs> let me pause and just once again, let me ask you, are you ready? Are you ready for, for God, for more of God in your life? Here's what I've come to understand about the are you ready question. We can never be fully ready for more of God and a new work that he wants to do. I've come to that conclusion. That's like saying, are you ready to follow SpaceX to Mars? You know what I mean? Are you ready to follow Elon Musk's dream to have a colony on Mars in 40 years? Are you ready to do that? Well, the problem with that is as much as you prepare and as much as you want to, no one's been to Mars. So you can't truly prepare for it. You can prepare really hard at everything you can, but until someone gets there or, someone, or you get there, you can never be fully prepared for it. And if God is doing something new that no one's ever been to, we can't be fully ready for it. But we can posture ourselves and position ourselves and prepare ourselves as best we can. And that's what I want to talk about is how do we do that? How do we posture ourselves? How do we position ourselves? How do we, how do we pray in alignment together in which God is doing something new and we're saying, okay, we're at least thinking about it. We're at least saying, God, I am trying to be ready for what you have for us. So although this question has been impossible, uh, I do believe it's a great question for those purposes. So this question helped us think a little bit about what we do around here. Um, and are we prepared, for example, for more people? And that's something we don't talk about a lot, but what if we had a whole bunch of people that started wanting to come to church? What if we had dozens, hundreds of people that were new believers? Are we ready to disciple them? Could we actually disciple people, and a lot of them at once? Are we ready for revival in our city? So those questions about a year ago um, prompted us to prayerfully reimagine some things we do. And in order for us to always be the church the best way we know how, we're not going to be perfect in it. We don't have all the answers. But we want to do our very best that we can. Not as just pastors who are called, but we want the body to say we will step into doing everything we can to honor the Lord, be faithful as best we can. So we can't be completely ready, but we can be prepared as best we can, posture our hearts and align our prayers. So this reimagining process has touched nearly everything in our church. And ultimately, um, it made us consider the future. You ever think about the future? Like, what does the church of the future look like? Hoverboard, hoverboards, spacey kind of suits. I don't know. Um, This is what I think about when I think about the future. But are we ready for the future? You know, everybody talks about millennials, but Gen Z is actually the ones in junior high, high school and college now. We have a whole new generation now. And by the way, there's another generation after them. Those born after 2010, they are Generation Alpha. Believe it or not, that's their name they've been given. And I'm sitting there going, they're not far. They're not far. Those six-year-olds and seven-year-olds are not far from teenagers and adults. And what does the church look like for them? So often we think about the church for us. And I'm going, what, are we ready for a move of God, not only in the, in the next coming days, but are we ready to be thinking about what the church looks like in the future? And anyway, so those, those questions sort of made us realize about a year ago that we need to think about some things. And there's three things that I'll briefly mention that came to mind that we felt like God put on our heart that we need to be very mindful of. And the first one is this first one is word and spirit, and what you've heard us say, it, and the language we've used when we talk about it is reading the Bible and asking for more. <laughs> and we've talked about this over the last year, but we wanna be, and I believe we are a church that is rooted in God's word, and stands on the Holy Scriptures as the revelation of God's word, a revelation of truth of the things that have happened, the things that are happening, and the things that are to come. So we wanna be people of the word, but we also wanna be people of the spirit. Jesus actually sent the spirit Breathe his spirit on his disciples, and this is the thing that he said that will comfort us, guide us, and give us all counsel, right? And so this is our counselor. So we want to be people, imagine standing on two legs of word and spirit. We don't want to be a person that stands on the word or just on the spirit. We want to be balanced and understanding the power of the word and the power of the spirit. And you can see how easily it would be to neglect one and to lean on one or to be unbalanced and lean on the other. And you've probably seen that before in your life. And so we are saying, how do we actively and consistently understand the power of the word and the power of the spirit? And that's been a very big challenge for me as your pastor. I just want you to know that. As we lean into more of the spirit, the word people go, whoa, 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 As we lean into more of the word, people go, the spirit people go, where's the spirit? And so it's very, very difficult to say, how do we stand on both legs? Are you with me? And so the second thing we've talked about is more prayer. Surprise! <laughs> This is no surprise. If you've been a part of the OKC community, you know that we're trusting the Lord more in prayer. We know this is where we grow in intimacy. The third thing is equipping and discipleship and evangelism. We felt a strong leading from God that as a church, we want to be more proactive about what we're doing under the banner of equipping. And this is very heavily influenced by what we read in God's word in Ephesians chapter 4, which, by the way, has been heavily, uh, a heavily influencing passage since we began this, uh, this is something that we said, okay, how do we do discipleship, evangelism, and community? All those things matter. And so with those three things in mind, I want to share some practical things that starting in the next few weeks and in the next few months we're going to be doing around here. And so I have a few slides to lead us visually through six different things. I have a lot of numbers today that I want to show you about. And so those listening on the line, sorry, you don't get to see these things on the screen. Should have been here. Um, Laughter <laughs> Just kidding. Love you. Uh, <laughs> so these six things I'm about to share, they all tie to these three. They all tie to these three. Okay? First one. First one is this. To the city, letters from the New Testament. This is, this is a really simple one, but this is what we're doing on Sundays, starting in a couple Sundays. And through the rest of 2019, we'll be doing a series called To the City that's going to walk through the letters of the New Testament, specifically the letters that go mostly to cities, right? Romans uh, all the way through Hebrews. Hebrews. And these are the letters of Paul, and we're going to be walking through these letters. And, and here's the thing. Uh, these letters are encouragements and teachings to the city, of course, of the early church for the sake of Jesus. And they have a message of encouragement and truth and power that's as relevant today as it was when, when it was written for the early church. And so we're going to be walking through uh, that on Sunday mornings. And I think it's important for you to know as God continues to speak to our city today, I believe there's words from these letters that we're going to take truth and encouragement from. And so, as again, these are related to uh, the, thing, the three things I said. You can see there's a little bit of word in this, but the second piece really related to this, the number two thing is this, uh, that there's going to be a daily reading plan with this. And so we started one of these earlier in the year when we read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. On September 22nd, you're going to have an opportunity to pick up another book that's being created here at OKC Community. Beautiful book um, on To the City that's, Ro- that's actually uh, Romans Through Hebrews. It's 14 books. We're going to do it in 13 weeks. And um, here's the thing. We want to be reading the Bible every day together. And, and so we're going to be t- hopefully doing this. It has six days of reading, one day of rest every week. And uh, the last 10 weeks, we've talked about the wa- ways and rhythms of what it means to be people who long for more of God. Well, we have to have a rhythm of God's word, do we not? I mean, that has to be in our lives. And so we're going to do all, our can- all we can to help equip you in that area. And so that's why the resources like this are something we think is important. And so it's also one of the most unifying things that a church body can do together when we read the Word together. And so uh, that's the second thing. The third thing takes a little bit longer to talk about, but um, we're doing another thing kind of related to to the city, but to the city, uh, navigating your faith in today's culture. Um, So this is an extension of what we're doing on Sundays in the Bible reading plan, but it's actually kind of different at the same time. We are launching our very first ever short-term group. Did you catch that term? That's a new one. Short-term group. Short-term group... um, focused under the banner of equipping. Uh, we are having a seven-week equipping course that we're calling to the city, and the main um, the main subject matter is navigating our faith in today's culture. Uh, so imagine a short-term group um, blended with a training course. <laughs> it's a little bit about what this is. We want to experience community and friendships. That's a really, really important thing. If you've been a part of small group, you know there's been some some vision shifting happening within our small group culture here. And uh, we also want to be focused, though, on equipping outcomes. So most of, you are, most of you who are in a small group right now, this is, uh, I would say consider being a part of this with your small group. Or um, if you are not in a small group, which I would say is most people in this church right now is what we've done over the last year, uh, we would say this is what we would really invite you to do this fall. Um, we would invite you to step into being equipped with us. Seven weeks is intentional. Uh, By the way, if you've been in a small group, you meet seven or eight times a semester, but we're just doing it seven weeks in a row. And so what we're doing instead is we're saying, let's concentrate our time, let's be a little bit more intentional with it, where there's a high value of relationships, but also a high value of what you are learning and growing in, in terms of subject matter. So speaking of subject matter, here's what we're gonna be talking about in this course. You can go to the next slides here. Uh, the first one is going to be, how do we thrive in a post-Christian culture? Hmm, That's an interesting subject. Glad you guys are talking about that. Thanks. I, mean, I thought so, too. <laughs> Technology in our faith. Uh, community in a culture of individuals. Margin in a culture of hurry. Does this sound a little bit like real life? Cultural challenges to our disciplines. And then mission part one, loving our neighbor, and mission part two, loving our city. And so we want to get as many people as possible involved in this. Um, By the way, this is part of a larger picture. This is our first step in a a, a pretty big initiative around equipping. We hope in 2020 to actually have a core discipleship course that we call Equip. Um, That's coming later. And this is actually, we hope to have more courses like this. And these are groups, but they also have kind of a course function as well. And we also see normal small groups in the future as well. but this is where we're beginning, and this is the first step, and we're saying we're going to have one course, but we're going to offer it three times. And so we, we, we want to have groups of 20 to 40, which sound kind of more like a medium-sized group, that meet at three different times, maybe even more. I mean, if everybody says yes to this, we'll have more than that, and we'll figure it out, and we'll break into smaller groups. But the time options are Sunday nights 6 to 7.30, starting September 29th, Wednesday nights 7 to 8.30, starting October 20, or 2nd, and then a women's group on Sunday nights, 7 to, or 6 to 7.30, starting October 13th, Christy's going to be leading that one. And so we're really excited about these. We think you c- should really consider being a part of one of these. Um, and I would just say, uh, um, this is actually something that we has, I'm sharing in three or four minutes, but it has been literally nine months of us leading to this point to say, how do we lay out a strategy to begin being better about equipping as the church? So I don't want to minimize the significance of the shift we're making. So, uh, the fourth thing, which is also part of that same strategy, which we heard Scott already mentioned, we've talked a lot about over the next last number of weeks, is Alpha. And the only reason I bring Alpha back up and throw this in the mix today is I want to make sure we all understand why we're doing Alpha. Alpha is a gathering designed primarily for two groups of people. The first group of pr- people is people who have questions about faith. Um, Alpha has been used all over the world to lead millions of people to understand who Jesus is and into a relationship with Jesus. It's not a, sig- it's not a small thing. It's a big thing. And the second piece of that is anybody that's new in their faith, maybe, maybe, maybe just has never been discipled in their faith. Maybe you've been a Christian for five years, but you've never really understood the foundations of, of, of your faith. Well, this is exactly the first—I mean, if you want to grow and mature in your faith, well, be, you need to start in the beginning, right? And that's what Alpha is all about, is starting at the beginning of a faith journey. And, uh, and we'd love for you to think about this. So maybe instead of navigating our faith in today's culture, maybe the thing for you this semester is Alpha. And here's the subjects of Alpha, real quick. Is there more to life than this? (laughs) Um, Who is Jesus? Why did Jesus die? How can I have faith? Why and how do I pray? Why and how should I read the Bible? How does God guide us? Who is the Holy Spirit? What does the Holy Spirit do? How can I have the Holy Spirit? How can I make the most of the rest of my life? How can I resist evil? Why and how should I tell others? Does God heal today? What about the church? Here's what's interesting is I'm here as a pastor going, I want to go to that course. You know what I mean? I'm going, uh, yeah, I, I, could, I could use a little of that still, you know? So here's the thing. We want, you, we want you to sort of consider where are you at in your faith journey and choose like something that says, I'm going to step in deeper into being equipped to experience more of Jesus in my life. Um, so we're praying that at least 30 or more Alpha guests come this fall um, and Everybody can be a part of Alpha. You can invite someone to Alpha. If you like, hey, I have a perfect person to bring to Alpha, bring them, and you can join them with them. And you can just say one time, hey, let's just go once, see if they like it, and then come again. It starts Monday nights, the 16th. That's a week from tomorrow. Um, so if you're interested in Alpha, I'll tell you a little bit more how to get a part of it in just a minute. But we're very excited about it. And again, we want everyone equipped to know how to share their faith. This course and this... Alpha thing is not intended to be the thing now that gives you the out to say, well, I don't have to tell my, share my faith anymore. Um, however, so we want everybody equipped to know how to do that. But the second part of that is we also know that Alpha is an effective tool that God's using in all the world for people to hear about Jesus and understand more about him through the Alpha film series. It's a film series, and it's really phenomenal stuff. All right. The fifth thing, um, guess what? We're praying. <laughs> uh, on Monday nights, actually during Alpha, we are, we are holding a weekly prayer gathering on Monday nights um, through the term of Alpha. And here's the cool thing about it. We did this last semester. It was really great. And this will be a little different this time, but we want to have a group of people who are consistently praying together every week. And uh, we'll pray for everything from the things that are going on in the church. But if maybe you're just like, hey, I don't know if I want to come pray every week, but I have something going on in my life. right? You can just show up at any point and say like, I just need prayer. I need someone to pray over this thing. I have something going on in my life. We just want you to know that through the bulk of the semester, every Monday night, you see the dates, um, there's going to be prayer happening on Monday nights. And uh, we don't care if it's five people or 50 people gathering. um, We're going to be doing it. And so we know that every revival is is preceded by people who were praying for revival. And so we're going to have prayer in our church in a way that is very practical and easy for us to gather together and pray. And in case you're wondering, if you've never been to a prayer gathering, you think those are kind of weird, right? No, they're not weird um, unless, you know, you just want to choose to make it weird. But um, (laughs) some people like to make things weird that aren't. But it's one of those things. Someone comes to us up and says, hey, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for church. We're going to pray for the city. We're going to pray for you. That's it. And so it's not weird. It's great. so that's happening. That's the fifth thing. Jeremy and Brandy Romine will be leading these times. Very excited about it. Last thing, number six. Um, I just took a picture. Or I didn't actually. I think Leslie took a picture of Love Your City to just kind of uh, love your city, specifically the people and places you intersect every day. So here's the thing. Here's why I throw this in. This is not a specific, tangible thing. All the other five were things we're doing. This one is the thing we've always been doing. And what I mean by that is we've always said more than anything we do as a church from a a strategic or an organizational standpoint, the thing that we want to equip in you is to know how to go and love your city, to love your neighbors, to love the people at your workplace, in the coffee shops, at the gym, that you would be a person that understands that you embody Jesus everywhere you go, that you get to go and experience not only more of God in your everyday life, but you get to share his presence in the world around you. And so I just want you to know, like, we, we want to equip you to do this. We don't want to just have you get involved in our church. A lot of, a lot of the difference between an organization and an organism is an organization asks you to invest in the, in the organization. An organism actually brings life to you. We want to be a place that's an organism that's bringing life and that you are sharing life. We aren't actually trying to just get you to invest your life here. You understand what I'm saying? And so everything we do is for the purpose of bringing life to our city by loving God and living the gospel so you can go out and be equipped as the saints. So you're not like infants tossed back and forth by every wind of teaching, right? That we are actually standing firm, understanding what we, who we are, why we are, so we can pray more, praise more, know who we are, all those things. So I can't end without mentioning that there are many other things we care about as a church. I'll just mention these real quick. We care about local schools. You're going to be hearing more about how we do that through our Bringing Life Initiative. We care about unity with other churches. You're going to be hearing that about Day With other things that we do for unifying efforts with other churches. We care about global mission. We're so excited that in October we have a team going to El Salvador. Woo-woo! And we're very excited about that. We're also supporting other church planning things around the world, hopefully coming up soon. We are, all, we are gathering on worship nights, as we mentioned. We care about our community, serving our uptown district. Uh, we care about uh, our young people in student life and kids ministry. We're always asking and wanting to pray for more for them. And, and we'll be talking soon about our limited space issues um, and what God has next for us to continue to make room for people to come into this place and experience Jesus. I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> so, There's just way, way too much to talk about, as you can tell. And we we just believe God's moving and he's doing things that are important. And it's hard to keep up with them, to be honest with you. And so here's what we're asking you to do today or in the near future. And the seat back in front of you is a card that looks like this. You can go ahead and pull it out if you want. Um, It it says connection card at the top. And you can just kind of take a peek at this thing. But um, this is no matter who you are, if you're new here or if you've been here all 335 weeks since we started our church. But who's counting? Um, this card is for everyone. This card is a few new things that we've just talked about this morning, but then also some other things that are just sort of, uh, great ways for you to take the next step in deeper connection. So if I can, just give me the opportunity to walk you through it and just kind of follow what I'm, what I'm doing here. The first one you'll see at the very top is personal journey. We'd love to know if you've given your life to Jesus in any time in 2019, um, we, we see people raise their hands and say, yeah, I'm giving my life to Jesus right now, and sometimes we don't get to actually talk to you and hear more about that. If you've given your life to Christ at any point in 2019, would you just mark that, that, that box? We'd love to know that. The second thing is if you're interested in baptism for yourself or your child, we'd want to know. We'd love to have another baptism gathering here soon. But we believe that the Scriptures teach that any person that's given their life to Jesus is, is supposed to be baptized. And it's an amazing moment in the life of a believer to be able to have that moment of, of, of baptism. And so we'd love for you to do that. And then, uh, then, of course, you'll see the place where you can sign up for Alpha. Um, and we also have the red card that you can use to sign up, but it's easy to do it right here as well. You can just mark that you want to be a part of Alpha. This, week, this next week's going to be so much fun. Um, we're going to have dinner every week at Alpha. You're going to want to come just for the food, I think. Um, but it's going to be really good. And then next you'll see the to the city sign up uh, on the various times and the regular group times uh, that are are meeting. And if you are in a small group and you're kind of curious how those things are gonna work together, just talk to your small group leader and talk about what's the plan with that. And finally, you'll notice serve teams. I hadn't mentioned this, but this is sort of the classic way to connect here at OKC Community. If you're not connected in any way other than coming here on Sundays, we would say this is the easiest and best first step for you to take. In addition to these other things, you can take along with it. But um, we'd love for you to come and serve with us. I mean, if you're showing up on Sunday mornings, there's teams you can get a, be plugged in. It lets you meet people, lets you get plugged into our with rhythm that we do around here. And uh, you can see all the different teams that we have and areas of ministry, like student life or other things that we're doing that you may be interested in saying, hey, I'm, I would like to know more. Sign, or Checking the box for any of these doesn't necessarily sign you up. It, gets you, uh, it lets us know that you want more information about it, and we'll follow up with you according to whatever it is that you check. So as you can see, we're about to kind of take on a kind of a process of trying to help everybody get connected to what's happening this fall. Um, and so, and that's sort of what we're excited about. We're excited about about these steps. Um, so just so you know, on the serve teams, we do need more people in serve teams. We have some teams that are light right now. And so I do want you to know, sometimes people know if there's a need there. There is a need there, specifically in our kids ministry area. We always need people and want people to have a desire to help kids grow in their relationship with Jesus. And so, if that's something that interests you, I just wanted you to know that's an area where we have some need. So, these are the areas uh, that we are saying we'd love for you to get connected to what's happening. So, like I said, today's a little bit different message, right? But if I can just, for the sake of, you know, thoroughness, is that the word? I'm going to put some things on screen. We want you to read the Bible. This is what we're asking you to connect to this, this fall. Read the Bible. We have the Bible reading plan. Pray. You can pray, of course, through our Bible. We can pray Monday nights in our prayer rooms. We want you to gather, of course, on Sundays, our worship nights, to the city course. We want you to get equipped through Alpha, to the city course, and our serve teams, and we want you to love your city, the people and places you intersect every day. This is what we're saying: like where we're at today, like how do we start moving forward? Are we ready? <laughs> we're never going to be ready, but we're going to try and position and posture ourselves in a way that will start to move us forward in the ways and the things that God wants to do in order that we receive more of God and have our position in a way to share more of God. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. 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 All right. Let me pray for us. And that's it today. Isn't that crazy? Way different. Let's pray and uh, thank the Lord. God, we love you. What a great day to be able to worship in such a fun way today, but also such a great day to be able to talk about what you're doing here, and about what, Lord, you have in store for us as individuals and as a church body. I pray for each and every person here that, Lord, you would speak to them now about the things that they can, they can get connected in and that could even say today, I'm making the decision to get connected in these ways. And so, Lord, I just pray right now that we would take maybe a few minutes before we leave to just respond to this. And so, Lord, um, we love you. We trust you with what you have in your name. Amen.